Amen. The Lord's good. Amen. Hallelujah. And at the end of service, we're going to be asking you to uh, sow an offering into Michael in the ministry. And we're blessed that they're, we support them monthly, but we always love blessing them and ministering to them while they're here with us. And uh, so you're about to be blessed. He's got a great word for us this morning. We're going to worship the Lord a little bit more. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and stand. Michael, come lead us. Oh, no, we got the video. I forgot that first service, too. All right. Well, let's caught up on what's happening with Red Ministries around the world. that proclaims the good news of Jesus. Isn't that good? Man, you guys support us to do what we do. We love you all and are so grateful to have your support. And, uh, you know, we, we really endeavor to do our best to go where God opens the doors. And for over 20 years now, in 40 countries of the world, we're just amazed at the pathways that God's opened up for us to be able to bring the message of Jesus to the world. We're all called to be His witnesses. And then the simplicity of the gospel of the faith that we have, um, it is the most adventurous life in the world. And I pray that everybody, if everyone is on their own adventure, we all need to be because we were made for this. Say, I was made for this. So I was made for this. Let's all stand together. You, had, you adventured in the snow to come here, right? Let's all stand and worship him together. You give life. You are love. You bring light. To the darkness you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. 
It's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise to you only. Jesus, we come. So we pour out our 
Shout your 
Yeah. 
worship, I'll worship you forever. I live to worship, I love to worship, I'll worship you. I live to worship, I love to worship. See you. 
Father, we receive your words to us. And Father, we believe. We believe and we receive. And today we thank you, Lord, that you sent your word to heal us. Father, you sent your word to reveal to us who we really are. You sent Jesus as the word made flesh so that we could see your original plan for our lives. And now that we've been born again, it's no longer us who lives, but it is Jesus who lives inside of us. Oh, help us to understand that, Father. 
let it be life to every one of us as we simply live life to follow your plan and purpose and encourage each other on the way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many could just keep singing right now? It's pretty neat, eh? Amen. You can have a seat for just a minute. Thank you, team. What a great team we've got. Let's give them a wonderful big hand. It is an absolute honor to be able to partner with Solid Rock Faith Center, Pastor John and Sean and the team here. It's a privilege for us to have been uh, family now for many, many years. Many, many moons have passed. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, it's the first time I've ever experienced snow. <laughs> That's pretty neat, isn't it? Come on, somebody. We're, we're, his, history's being made together. <laughs> and so great to have so many come out. Today, The message that I believe God wants to deposit in our hearts today is called the ecosystem of heaven on earth. Say the ecosystem of heaven on earth. Turn to Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 38. Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 38. I've got a bunch of scriptures that I I, want to share today. And so we're just going to flow right on through. And uh, we have them up on the board so you can have a listen if you don't have time to be able to get them. On your Bible, write them down, take them home and go through them on the bathroom if you needed to on the toilet. It's amazing what can happen on the toilet. Inspiration. Are you you with me? Or is that, come on. Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Say gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful. The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Say the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Say his harvest. In 2018, we had the privilege again of going to over 10 countries of the world, bringing the message of Jesus. We ministered in churches and pubs and clubs and bars with the band. We still meet with the band at certain times of the year. The band gets together and we tour uh, with the heart to outreach. It's amazing what music will do to reach people. And so as we, as, as we gaze out our van, as we gaze out our window, the, whether it's in a hotel or whether it's in a pub or a club, uh, God, what God said so many years ago through His Son Jesus is true today. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. No farmer ever reaped a harvest without first plowing the ground and planting a seed. So there is a need, family, there's a need for laborers and farmers to go out and sow in the harvest fields of the world. A few months back, we were in Fiji. And uh, we discovered that up until the middle 1800s, Fiji was known as the cannibal capital of the world. (laughs) But around 1830, Methodist missionaries came from England and began to preach the message of Jesus. One of the first missionaries was Eton. But that's not the end of the story because a significant change in the, happened in the culture of Fiji 
as missionary James Colvert led Chief Cacabal, who boasted of eating 200 people to Jesus around 1850. Come on. So 20 years later, Fiji began to change. And today, as we speak, it is predominantly a nation that follows Jesus. Come on. Yeah. We all know of Hudson Taylor, the man who brought the message of Jesus to China. We all know of the man called David Livingston, who brought the message of Jesus to Africa. For centuries, lovers of Jesus, say lovers of Jesus, have given their lives to bring his message to the world. Many have given their, their, their time, their talents, their energy. And in every situation, the winning factor for everybody is they're a lover of Jesus. Because you can't do this unless we're lovers of Jesus. And today, we need lovers of Jesus more than ever. We're celebrating now over 20 years of full-time ministry all over the world, taking the message of Jesus. It's a miracle. In over 40 countries, we've seen the Holy Spirit move in amazing ways. And in the process of our journey, we've been learning how to live sustained by the principles of the kingdom of God and the ecosystem, say ecosystem, that He's created for us all to live in. And after all these years, we can, we can say without any hesitation The kingdom of God is alive, it is real, and it does have its own ecosystem that God created to sustain His children and His bride as witnesses on earth as it is in heaven. Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power, say power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I come from a little town called Taronga, New Zealand, and apparently you cannot get any further away from Jerusalem than New Zealand. So the message got to New Zealand. We are called to be witnesses. We're all called to be witnesses. The world needs more witnesses. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first the Jew, then all the Greeks. We were all made to be witnesses of the Jesus that saved us out of darkness into light, out of sin and slavery and into freedom. The gospel of the kingdom is good news. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the cry of the Spirit, the cry of the Spirit of God, the deep, deep cry and the depths of His Spirit are longing for every country, every culture, every people group to come to the knowledge of what Jesus has given us in a new kingdom, in a new ecosystem created for the world to live free from the fallen system that we see around us. He needs more workers. He needs more laborers. He needs more missionaries, more churches, more producers, and not just consumers. But at times, we are held back by fear. At times, the fear of lack, the fear of protection can hold us back 
from stepping into what God has equipped us to do. By fear and unbelief and the distractions of the world around us, often we are robbed from the blessing of the kingdom and the honour it is to step into the different fields of service for our King. God is looking for a people, His people, to be His channels of truth and blessing to the world. But so often we're distracted by the cares and the fears and, and the winds that blow around us. We're all in this thing together today. Instead of walking in the system that we're talking about. There is a new kingdom. There is a system that God created in order for all of us to be free. Free from a fallen world that is corrupt at its core. This message this morning is about a king and his kingdom. A king and a kingdom that he created with its own ecosystem to sustain his children on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you this morning that we have eyes to see and ears to hear that not one of us this morning would leave this place the same, but they would have a deeper understanding of this ecosystem and this kingdom and this purpose and this provision and protection and pathways and the plan that you have for all of us, that we would all be fulfilled vessels that, 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 that you can trust to, to, to go and bring the good news of Jesus to the world. One of the scriptures that has helped us over the years, to do what we do is totally sustained by Jesus. For over 20 years in 40 countries of the world, is found in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 19 to 33, has taught us to live sustained by the kingdom of God and the ecosystem. Say ecosystem. Get that in your mind, in your heart today. Uh, uh, the, by the kingdom of God and the ecosystem he created for us. Matthew 6, 19 to 33, and it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart, there your heart will be also. For the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye was good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. We cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap or gather into barns, but even your heavenly Father, but yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you of not more value than they? 31. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. There is a difference between a born again believer and a Gentile. And the difference is 
we, we don't seek the things of this world for our sustenance. We seek first the kingdom of God. The Bible says in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to what things? All the things that we need to eat, what we need to drink, what we need to wear, what we need to, what we need to live in, what we need to drive, all that you and I need to be sustained in this planet in our purpose that God has for us will be provided for us with no sorrow added. With no sorrow added. The world system we live in will give you everything, but there's always strings attached, and we will often have to work three jobs just to keep it and end up doing nothing for the king. It's a battle. It's a, it's a, it's a trap we all face. 2013, we, were, we, we begin to uh, uh, plan to go to Ukraine. We've been going to Ukraine now for 17 years. And so normally we plan six months ahead. So in October, we arranged to be there in July. We had all the concerts booked. October's booked. December comes and suddenly unrest begins to happen in Ukraine. By January, now civil war begins to break out. The pastor who... We're with in Ukraine, comes to America to minister. We meet with him and we said to him, Pastor, is it still okay for us to come? He says, I think it'll be, it'll be over soon. Unless I tell you not to come, come. He goes back to Ukraine. The year goes on. We tour throughout America. We then head over to, to Europe. We meet the, the band. It's now May. We tour throughout the western part of Europe. And now we're a few days out from going to Ukraine, except... It's all over every church we go to, every, play, every pub we're in. Guess what the, the chat is around town? The war, the war, the war, the war, the war, the war. They're saying now, now the Russians are invading Ukraine and it could end up in escalating into a third world war scenario. Now Natasha's parents are saying to us, there's absolutely no way you're going to Ukraine, right? And I said, and I'm, I'm, in, my, in my heart I'm thinking, well, the pastor hasn't said not come. He didn't say no, come. June, May, June, and I'm speaking in a church in Austria in the town where Adolf Hitler was born. We're speaking in this town, and I'm now feeling very uncomfortable. And I, I said to Natasha, I said, honey, I don't know if we should go. It's really, and it's just everywhere noise, everyone, the news, the papers, everywhere. Feeling really uncomfortable. We need. God to speak. So after I'm done, we're now like four or five days out from flying out. So I, I talk, I'm, I'm done speaking. This young man comes up to me and says, he says, sir, I don't know what it is you're believing for, but I see a green light. And the Holy Spirit said to me to tell you that you, you just, just go. And the, the, the calling and anointing that, I, that he's placed upon you for the nations will protect you and your family. So we jump on the plane. We go to Ukraine. And as we're being picked up at the airport, the man who picks us up at the airport looks absolutely miserable. <laughs> He's not happy to see us. And I, I'm saying, honey, this very, looks very grumpy to me. So he asks us, you guys, hung, you guys hungry? Hung, yes, we're hungry. So let's go to McDonald's. I never eat there, but we're going to eat there. We go to McDonald's and we sit down and have a burger. And he still looks grumpy, really grumpy. And I'm saying, honey, can you talk to him and ask him why he's grumpy? I'm really starting to get, I'm, I'm starting to get grumpy that he's grumpy. I want to know why you're always grumpy. 
And so as, as he, he, he begins to talk, he, he, he says, it's, it's terrible. He says, as, as I was coming to pick you up, a, a, a battalion of the Ukrainian army passes us going to the front line. This war is escalating and we're only 60 miles from the front. When he said it, it was like cold water just poured over me from the top of my head to the, and I just, I just, this, this fear comes over me. I can't think. I'm cloudy. I'm nervous. I'm, uh, and I just look at Natasha and my little kids and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what have I done? What have I done? As, as I'm staring at my Big Mac. At that moment, in my spirit, comes up. In the name of Jesus. In my spirit, in the name of Jesus. And as soon as I said, in the name of Jesus, that, that spirit, that fear lifts off of me and leaves me. We get in the van. There's checkpoints everywhere. They're in war, full on war, war mode. Checkpoint, 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 army there, army there. For two weeks, the Holy Spirit moved in a powerful way upon the people of Ukraine. One of the most amazing things, souls, we still did the concerts on the streets. It's phenomenal. And one of the concerts, after, after one, of those, one of those concerts, we were coming home, 10 o'clock in the evening, we'd come to a checkpoint, check and one of the army guys, he's looking to see, you know, who's in the van, and he looks, he talks to the driver, I see him and go, duh, 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 and he, he, just, he says, go, go. And, and I, I said to him, what, what did, through Natasha, I said, what, what did the guy say, say to the driver? The driver looks in the front seat and sees us. And he says, is that red rain band you have in there? And the, the guy says, uh-huh. He says, it's okay, you can go. Now, we've been going there for 17 years. 17 years. This guy was either in one of the churches or in a concert. But the favor of God, the protection of God was upon our lives. These People said, yeah, we don't, we don't have a choice. You have a choice to leave peace and come to war. And out of that time, the Holy Spirit blessed His people. He blessed His people. He blessed His people. In Jesus' death, the curse of sin and death has been broken off our lives. In Jesus' death, The wall of separation between God and His precious man has been destroyed. In Jesus' death, sons and daughters have been born again. In Jesus' death, by the shedding of His own blood on the cross, the purchase price for His precious bride has been paid in full. In Jesus' death, a new kingdom with a new ecosystem has been released into the earth. God's kingdom has its own ecosystem of purpose, of provision, of protection, of pathways, and of promise. We just got to step into it. Step into it. What is the kingdom? Romans 14, 16 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, And joy in the Holy Spirit. How much money do we all spend trying to find what we're talking about here? Well, what else do we need? The kingdom of God has an atmosphere. And and, and, and its righteousness, which brings peace and joy, are the fruits. 
Where is the kingdom? Luke 17, 20 says, and, and, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Oh, I say, oh, chat, the kingdom of God is in Pakistan. No, it's in Africa. It's in Australia. No, it's in America. No, it's in Fiji. The kingdom of God is within. Is within. His kingdom is within us. This kingdom we're talking about is a spiritual kingdom. John 18, 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Come on. This kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. This spiritual kingdom, listen, gives us dominion over the fallen king Lucifer and his kingdom on earth. Ephesians 6, 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual wickedness in high places. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready, listen to this, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. How many want to be a punisher of disobedience? Come on. (laughs) That's awesome. Obedience to God's word destroys the fallen king and his kingdom in our lives. This kingdom has a good king, a righteous king. A just king. His name is Jesus. It has a constitution. The word of God. It has a judicial system. The Ten Commandments. It has a financial system. Giving and receiving seed time and harvest. God will bless the work of our hands. We have seen this in phenomenal ways as we've learned to give and to sow in our lives, we've seen we, we shouldn't have half the stuff that we have. If you knew how much we earned as a, as a, as a family, you, there's just no way we could have a house in America, five acres of land. We were just, we were just offered $700,000 for five acres land in New Zealand. Now, we're not going to sell it because that's an inheritance for our kids. But I'm just saying we, we shouldn't have that. But we learned something. I want to share this with you today. There is, there is something about giving and receiving. 2008, we brought the house here. My brother said, don't buy it because the market's going to crash. But we wanted a house. It's okay. Desire is good. We didn't listen. We brought the house. The market cr- crashed. The house goes from being 290000 to 80000 Upside down. Okay, long story short. Short, we're like, Lord, either, I mean, if, if you want, take it, it's yours. But he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you, I'm going to teach you principles that are going to set you free. So the first step on our journey of being free, number one, repent. 
We repented. Father, I'm sorry for not listening. I made a mistake. We made a mistake. Then he says, what do you have in your hand? Well, it just happened that we had some little, a little bit of treasure. And it was for a rainy day treasure, but it meant it was a lot of treasure to us. He says, I want you to take that treasure and sow it into the five men of God who have been a blessing to you. I said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, I, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I mean, it was, it was a signal of night. And I'm talking to, talking to Natasha. We're like, eh. she's like, yeah, do it. I'm like, eh. Okay, long story short, we obeyed. We sowed the seed. Within a few months, we get a letter in the mail forgiving us for $125,000 off the mortgage. And there just happened to be the, the uh, what was it, the government? Uh, the Department of Justice was suing the banks for the, you know, the bad sort of loans and stuff. It just happened that we just, just got in at, with a small group of people at a certain time and God destroyed the yoke of, of our lives. Giving, sowing, obedience, so important. It's the way the financial system of the kingdom works. We don't earn it. We didn't deserve it. But it's how it functions. Step into it. Say step into it. Hit, hit the bit person and say step into it. Step into it. Step into it. The kingdom of God has values. It has principles that answer every question in life. We have this kingdom within us everywhere we go. Jesus said we are to be, of this, to be in this world, but not of the world. As sons and daughters of God, listen, we are not sustained by this world and its system, but we are sustained by heaven's system that lives in us. The kingdom of God has its own ecosystem. Say ecosystem. This ecosystem has purpose. Say purpose. It has provision, say provision. It has protection, say protection. It has pathways, say pathways. It has process, say process. How do we enter the kingdom we're talking about? Number one, we've got to repent. Oh, would you stop talking about repentance? We've well, got to repent. Matthew 4, 17, from the time that Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Say repent. Number two, we must be born of water and spirit. John 3, 3 to 5, Jesus answered and said unto them, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born again, say born again. Say I've got to be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, it says, Jesus answers, most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Say, I must be born of water and of spirit to enter the kingdom of God. Why do we need to repent? Great question. Why do we need to be born again of water and spirit? Well, after the fall, this is what happened. Genesis 6, 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and that every intent of his thoughts and his heart was evil continually. Jeremiah 17, 9, and it says, And the heart, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Family, because of the fall, 
We became a wicked people. And unrighteousness stops us from entering in to the kingdom and being blessed by the ecosystem that He's created. First, First Corinthians 6, 10, 11. Do not be deceived. Say, do not be deceived. It says, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. We've all been that, haven't we? Even if you've thought it, you've been it. As such were some of you, but, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. We needed a Saviour. We desperately needed a Saviour. Because of the fall, we became a wicked generation. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of purpose. Say purpose. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You say, what am I called to do, pastor? Be a witness. Say a witness. We're called to be witnesses. Matthew 24, it says in verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. Say Witness. To the nations, and then what's going to happen? The Bible says, then the end will come. There is an end coming to the madness that we see in the world today. But you and I are called to be co-laborers with heaven, living and sustained by his ecosystem, going wherever he calls us to go, lifting up his name. The kingdom of God has an ecosystem of provision. Say provision. Luke 9, 3, And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staff nor bag, Bread, money, and do not have a peace. Why did he ask his disciples to do this? Because he was teaching them Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is your shepherd today? <laughs> he makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. His name's say. His ecosystem is, is, is an ecosystem of protection. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's a kingdom of pathways. Say pathways. Isaiah 43, 16, it says, it says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power. He says, They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Listen to this. Do not remember the former things. Nor consider the things of old. Behold, I, I do a new thing. He does a new thing at Solid Rock today. He does a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road. Say he makes pathways. I will make a road in the, the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The ecosystem of heaven has its own process of promotion. Say process of promotion. 
Matthew 25, 14, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a faraway country who called his own servants and delivered his good to them. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five others, saying, Lord, you delivered me five. Look what I have gained. His Lord said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Faithfulness is the stepping stone. Faithfulness is the stepping stone to promotion in the kingdom of God. Man's kingdom is self-will stepping on whoever it takes to get what we want. God's kingdom is being good, say good, being faithful, say faithful, and being a servant. There are enemies of the kingdom. What are the enemies of the kingdom? Matthew eleven twelve 12, it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. There is a violent onslaught, family. There is a violent onslaught against the kingdom of God in our lives. There is a violent onslaught in our hearts and minds to keep us from being sustained by its ecosystem. There is a constant a pull for, for us to be sustained by the system of the world. And the system of this world will cause us to live like Gentiles consumed by what we eat and what we drink. Hearts overtaken by the treasure of the world. Slaves to mammon and the superficial promises of happiness. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot live in the system where there's joy and peace and life and provision and serve two masters. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Matthew 6, as we close today. 28, it says, So why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Unbelief stops us from living sustained by the ecosystem of heaven. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, drink, wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Say, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Say, say, the Gentiles seek. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, say things, will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. Are we being sustained by the king and his kingdom? Are we being sustained by King Jesus and the ecosystem that he created for all of us? Or are we living like Gentiles? Are we being his witnesses? Or are we living... A life of religious routine? Are we living as God's fellow workers? Or are we so 
indebted to this world, that we have absolutely zero time to do what we're called to do. I know the challenges we have, and we're doing our best to live what I'm speaking today. Only, only you know your own heart. But can we just take a moment to reflect and just ask the Holy Spirit, where, where is our hearts at? Where am I at, Father? Let's all stand together and we'll sing, Great Are You, Lord. God's will for all of us is to be living in His kingdom purpose. God's will for all of us is to be His witnesses. But oftentimes there are things of this world that like a web, like a web, our lives can be just caught up and we just, even if we wanted to, we can't. <laughs> Seem to break through, you know. But His will for all of us here today is us to be free. And how do we be free? Repent! We were in a web of debt to the banks. And we repented and asked our Father to forgive us. Our heart was sincere, but we went the wrong way to get what He was going to give us anyway. Do you understand? And we can all do this. So the answer for all of us, number one, repent. Admit we're making mistakes with maybe the way we're living our lives. And He will then begin to lead us and to guide us in to bring solution and freedom into our lives. That we can be the witnesses that we're called to be. How many want to be a witness of Jesus to our world? Come on. Amen. You give, you give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you. It's your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise to your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. If you're here today and you would say, I want to be a witness of the Jesus who saved me, I want you just to come and stand. Stand here with me. Come up, Bobby, just boldly come. We're going to declare some things over our lives. But if, if that's you today, I, I want to be a witness. I want to be a witness unashamedly. I want to be a witness. I want to use my life to be a witness of Jesus. Just come and stand here with us together. As we close today, we just want to declare some things over our lives. Say after me, in Jesus' name, I am free. In Jesus' name, I am born again. I'm no longer a slave to sin, to debt. I am free. And today, every web of deceit is broken off my mind, off my heart, and off my life. I repent.
of any attitudes, of any actions that are not pleasing to you. Father, I open my heart and I ask you to fill me, saturate me with truth. From this moment on, I surrender my life and my family to follow you, living, sustained by your kingdom and your ecosystem. From this moment on, I make a decision with my family to follow you. Thank you for helping me to be free, to live free, to fulfill your purpose. In Jesus' name. Now just begin to love Him. Lift your hands and love Him. Just say, thank you, Jesus. But just begin to love Him the way you know how. Begin to love Him the way you know Maybe there's things you, you actually verbally need to just release to Him. You speak them out. You speak into your hearts. Certain things, attitudes. We all have stuff, you know, where it's a constant barrage. We all face these things. But we need to repent. We need to release it to the Lord. Whatever it is that would try to distract us from being the witnesses He's called us to be. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs, so we.
Father, we just want to tell you we love you. We thank you. And Lord, we're grateful. Paul wrote to the church in Colossians, said that you have, through your Son, you've translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and you've brought us into the kingdom of your Son. So, Father, we thank you that we have citizenship in a kingdom that this world doesn't understand or comprehend, but we operate in. It sets us apart, and it sets us above. And so, Father, we thank you for our citizenship in your kingdom. We thank you for the life that we have. We thank you for your provision that is over us. And, Father, we know that it's your heart that we wouldn't be the only citizens in your kingdom. But you want your kingdom to increase. You want every person to know that they can be brought out of the bondage of darkness and into the kingdom of your love. So, Father, we step forward to say, yes, we want to be a witness for you. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you, use us, enable us, empower us. We believe that you bring your power into our lives to make us what we were not. You make us a witness for our Lord. And so, Father, we're going to look for the opportunity. We're going to make ourselves available. We avail ourselves to you, and we say yes to be used by you to be your witness. Help us to reach our county, our region, and our world by saying yes to you. We bless you today, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Somebody said Amen. Give the Lord a good praise. Amen. Hallelujah.